We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Gaster. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily, hour number two here on a Halloween edition, on an edition of a lot of big college football news that we've spent some time with in the first hour. We'll get to the NFL as we make our way through this hour. We're happy to be joined for a few minutes now by Joel T. Lamerno, general manager of the Wichita Thunder. The Thunder season is underway. Uh, it's early in that season. Joel, welcome in. Happy to have you. Hey guys, doing well. Good to be here. Happy Monday. Happy Halloween. Hang on to your hat. Yeah. What, what are you? What are you this year, Joel? What, what's your costume? What are you doing for Halloween? Well, it's it's true. Believe it or not, I am dressing up. Actually, that's not true. I do dress up every year for the most part. When I take my kids trick or treating. But as you know, and as we'll talk about, there is a Bengals game tonight. So I am going to don full Bengal gear. I've got the okay. pants. I'm wearing my new Joe Burrow Jamar Chase socks right now. <laughs> Probably put some black short, my Bengal shorts with the socks jacked up, the jersey. I got my black and orange wig. Maybe some gloves. I don't know. I'm going all Bengal, all all out crazy Bengal fan walking the streets well, tonight. Probably going to miss <laughs> the first half, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I definitely want to get your uh, Bengals thoughts here after bed on Monday Night Football tonight. But before before we do that, let's talk a little Wichita Thunder hockey. So over the weekend, Joel, uh, pretty solid weekend for the Thunder, getting five out of six available points, uh, taking on Tulsa on Friday and then Allen on Saturday and Sunday. Your overall thoughts of the, the weekend as a whole and just where you see this team right now? Well, it was a bonus weekend, I think. I think my feeling was obviously you want to get that home win on Friday. Uh, which we did, and then, you know, your goal, I think, realistically, is to go down on the road and facing a tough opponent and to split, and we did better than that because we lost in overtime on Saturday, which gets us a point and won yesterday. So five out of six points, I'll take that every weekend. If we have five out of six points for the rest of the year on the weekend, we'll be uh, a solid club. So uh, very exciting. Uh, interesting, like, we did things in different ways. Friday was a comeback win, but I think that was more like uh, Strauss Mann, our new goaltender, um, was a little bit, I don't know, just a little bit uh, shaky for the first couple minutes. But after that, he was phenomenal. Um, and I thought we dominated the game the, 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 the last two periods. And then great defense on 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 Saturday with uh, Biden icing goal. And, uh, you know, you lose in overtime. Uh, it is what it is. It's three on three. It's a crap shoot. And then uh, just tremendous yesterday to hold down to 30 shots, win two to one. And uh, again, Strauss, ma'am, with, with the uh, 
the great game. And then a couple of returning players, Stephon Fournier and Braden Watts, have been red hot for the Thunder, leading the way. So I, I see a lot of upside with the team and very pleased with where we're at right now after four games. Four games in, what's coming up in the immediate future for you guys? A lot. For fans, yeah, like give us some of the some of the special stuff to make to make for a fun night out for folks over the next little while. Geez, when I'm in hockey mode and you want me to switch mode to the fun stuff mode, uh, you know, <laughs> Tommy can probably chime in uh, if need be. But I think our next big fun thing for the kids is, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Night on the 26th. All right. So we've had- We've had SpongeBob and uh, Turtles are next, uh, so that's coming up here in uh, a few weeks. But geez, between then and now, we have one, two, three, four, five, six home games. So uh, we're we're very busy with home games. It's a very busy month, um, and this and with very limited travel too. I mean, the furthest we travel between now and uh, December eighth is 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 Dallas area. So. Uh, We've got to take advantage of these games against Tulsa and Iowa and Kansas City, who will be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 of our next 11 games. So, uh, yeah, we've got uh, got the, the part of the schedule that we've not got to take advantage of. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the team makeup this season. You mentioned Stephen Fournier, Braden Watts. Of course, Jay Dickman is back, so uh, some big-time returners for the Thunder. But then a couple of newcomers as well, and you mentioned Strauss Mann, who's one of the new goaltenders for the Thunder this season. He stopped 29 shots yesterday for his second win of the season. Joel, this is a guy that was uh, the Big Ten goaltender of the year from Michigan, signed a contract with the San Jose Sharks. He played on Team USA uh, in the Winter Olympics. Talk a little bit about him and what his impact is to this team. Well, you know, this guy is just solid. I can see why um, he is a uh, pretty popular uh, San Jose prospect i mean he's just solid he doesn't give up the rebound he's always in the right spot but uh i can count three times over the weekend that uh, he wasn't afraid to mix it up uh he got hit uh, bumped a little bit in the second period on friday and uh mixed it up and then uh, got run as we know at the end of the game on friday in which every member of the thunder team on the ice went and jumped the said player um, and then strauss got up and decided to get in there and then with Allen last night, there was a little fight at the end of the game, and Strauss man decided to make himself a part of that as well. So, man, what a great team player. Not afraid to mix it up. Uh, just uh, tough as nails and all around. So he's been great. But I think um, looking further in him, looking at the affiliation, I mean, they haven't all played. But last year with Edmonton, we had a total of four players from Edmonton on our roster, each for a total of about a month. And uh, this year, we're starting the year with seven San Jose Sharks prospects, two of which have not played yet due to injury. Uh, And and even an ace who was here for a day and called up. Uh, So the the Shark players have have been a great addition. Uh, I think uh, Friday was Shark Night at the the arena. The the Shark players were dominant for us. Dylan Hamilluck, who's been battling a bit of an injury, but has managed to get in one game and get two goals and an assist. So... The affiliation has been great. I don't foresee all of the sudden where the Sharks are going to say, oh, all right, we're taking three, four guys back. I don't don't foresee that as something that's going to going to happen. The the communication has been tremendous. I mean, we know what the plan is for Strauss Mann for, for the rest of this month. So uh, 
you know, barring injury, of course, uh, plan on seeing him uh, in the Nets this weekend again. So uh, very, 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 uh, very comfortable with where we're at right now and where we're headed. It's uh, it's going to be alternating home games between Wichita and the Thunder over the next uh, 10 or 12 days. So uh, catch those home games as they come through. I'm interested, Joel T. Yeah. Lamerno, general manager, talking to us here on Sports Daily. Before we talk to Bengals, one of the things I always worry about, and we've talked about this before uh, in private, maybe even in public, I can't recall. But when we talk about minor league hockey and its affiliations and these things, you know, yeah. in baseball – which people I think are a little bit more familiar with, it's good for the, you know, the Wichita wind surge that a bunch of players get called up. Is it necessarily as equitable for you guys? Is it necessarily that great for the Thunder to see guys called up? Because I know the system works in a different way. It does. I mean, we honestly, I mean, the wind surge, every one of their players is a Minnesota twin prospect. So you are fully expecting uh, many, for lack of a better word, uh, of those players to be called up at some time throughout the year. It's something you are fully expecting. With hockey, you don't know what you're going to get. It depends on the team, depends on the affiliate. And I'll give you three examples. The Newfoundland Growlers in our league are affiliated with Toronto, and the Toronto Maple Leafs pretty much stack their entire team. On the flip side, we played the Allen Americans this week, and they're with the Ottawa Senators. They have one player assigned to their team and that's the goalie that we beat yesterday then you've got us with the san jose sharks and we've got seven um they're here you don't know exactly what you're going to get at the beginning of the year again they give you an idea but this has been more than we had hoped for uh, but you know at times they're going to get called up you hate to see it happen but when you have a good affiliation it makes players want to come play for you that aren't under NHL contract, and that is how we recruited some players this summer. Uh, in fact, Billy Constantino, who is our defenseman, returned from last year. He's 21 years old. He already has four points in four games, and uh, we sent him to Sharks camp. The Sharks liked him so much that they signed him to a contract. So now he is the Sharks property, though we have his ECHL rights, so obviously he's not going anywhere, but uh, uh, that's the way the affiliation works here. If you got a good one, um, it can be tremendously beneficial and to help you with the recruiting. And uh, obviously we want players to go to the NHL. There are three former Thunder players playing in the NHL right now. There will be at least one more when he gets off injured reserve. And uh, I expect uh, some of these San Jose Sharks players over the next year or two will be making their their trip to the NHL. So uh, love the affiliation. You got to have one in this league. It is a developmental league. You just hope that you're going to have a really good one. And uh, so far, so good. Okay, Joel. So, uh, of course, the we wanted to talk Thunder, but the real reason while you're on, why you're yeah. on today is to talk Cincinnati Bengals. And it's not just that. I'm curious yeah. to know. You mentioned a little bit about um, your Halloween plans and trick or treating and all of that. Not only are you a Bengals fan, you're also a Phillies fan. And the World Series what? is going on tonight. Monday Night Football is going on tonight with the Bengals. And you've got trick or treating. How are you going to manage all of that tonight? Well, that's a good question. I'll tell you, trick-or-treating, obviously, I know it's Halloween. The Bengals has been on my mind since, uh, you know, shoot, a month ago when I knew this was going. The Phillies, I truthfully forgot that the World Series was going on tonight because that's like a distant third to me. Um, Jacob, I heard your, your reaction there. Uh, if you, if you, I mean, if you're not familiar, I am from Philadelphia. I was literally born in Philadelphia. went to high school and college in Philadelphia. My dad has been a Philly season ticket holder 
from 1972 up until when COVID hit, and uh, he has not had tickets the last couple of years due to that and, you know, health reasons. But uh, trying to think, I've probably been to over 100 150 Phillies games in my life, and this is actually the first World Series the Phillies have been in that I will not be attending a game. The very first oh, one. Man. I've been to them all. Uh, but my sisters uh, got on the list, got their tickets, and my family will be represented at the game tonight and tomorrow. So, yeah, very excited about uh, the Phillies. That's really Hopefully cool. they can pull it off. Yeah. That's really cool. One time when I was uh, in high school, I had a Phillies hat because I thought it looked cool. Uh, no, I, I got no, I got no love one way or the other for the Phillies, other than I really desperately want them to beat the horrible Astros. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll root with you there. I'll root with you there. Uh, Alec Bohm, by the way, for the listeners, Wichita State Absolutely. guy, key part of the Phillies roster. So another reason to root against the yeah. Astros. Um, all right, the Bengals tonight. I'm curious. Jamar Chase mm. is out. Mm. For a while, are you confident? Um, are you confident in Higgins and Boyd and Hurst to be able to give Joey B enough to get this thing done? He's so, he is. I, I love Joe Burrow, but Chase is a big part of what he is. What do you think about that injury and how impactful will it be? I was very sad. I even used the word when I texted the article out to my friends and my wife uh, last week. Uh, and it's weird because that morning I was thinking, I was like, man, all these teams have a guy that's really good injured. We haven't. It's just a matter of time. You know, over the next pretending, in the next 10 years, assuming all these players here, one of them's going to get hurt, and they're going to be out for a long period of time. I hate to say it, but it's going to happen. And sure enough, Jamar Chase. Now, I think that they're playing a little coy with this. I don't think he's going to be out as long as they say. They didn't put him on IR. Uh, Logan Wilson, our starting linebacker, who's a stud, they said he might be out long term then they're saying he's going to be out at least two to four weeks and now i'm hearing he's had full practice and might be in the lineup tonight so i'm not sure about that but going back you know earlier in the season you know t higgins was out and we managed to pull things together uh, i think t higgins and and um boyd and our offense can more than keep this going for a few weeks but i will tell you on the negative side and i had to look it up but i've known it in some extent in my head, the Bengals just cannot beat the Browns. They simply cannot beat the Browns. It puzzles me. Uh, every time we play them, I think this is the game that we're going to win. And I had to look it up, and I just did. And over the last four years, we are 1-7 and seven against Cleveland. So this game, being in Cleveland tonight, I'm, I'm, I feel like we're going to lose. And maybe if I use that, that reverse thinking that this is the game we're actually going to win, but this is the one game that always scares me playing – Cleveland, but after that we got Carolina, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. I mean, our schedule's not as tough as it was at the beginning of the year because teams like Tampa Bay and New England, who we play at the back end, are not as good as everyone thought they would be. So this is a this is a big game. We'll get us to five and three with Carolina next week. Could go six and three going into the bye. So big night. Uh, Joe Burrow is just cool and calm. I don't worry about him. He's got plenty of weapons still. So hopefully we get it done. All right, score prediction, and uh, we are we are involved with BetMGM here on the show, and they do a first touchdown sure. insurance bet. So give me a first mm. touchdown prediction tonight and a score prediction. Man, I'm going to get ridiculed if I if I pick against the Bengals. I'm going to I'll just give you two. My first prediction was 24-13 Browns because the Bengals struggle against okay. the, the Browns every year. I'm dumb days. Look okay. it up. Look it up. Uh, first touchdown, Nick Chubb. 
Okay. All right. Boy, do there I you go. Well, terrible. No, terrible. you're realistic. We 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 do. That's no. what we do on here. We we try. We <laughs> call ass. it like we see it. Talking about bet MGM, you do get some good odds on some cool bets, and uh, you know Joey B to score a touchdown has been great odds rushing, and uh, let's just say that that's been helpful. And let's just pretend that uh, maybe I had Carolina yesterday for the ultimate bad oh. beat of the history of oh. football. I was on I the other side with of it. my sister, mul- my excuse me, uh, my daughter, multiple times. We're gonna win, and I can't believe it. So you know, I was on I the other buddy, side. You don't of wager. <laughs> well, yeah, I, no, you do. You, you just but... you just don't wager so much that it ruins your life. But yeah, I, I was on the other side of it. And DJ Moore catch in, and I have DJ Moore on so many fantasy teams, and he's mm-hmm. been such a letdown until the last couple of weeks. So, but I have Atlanta in a couple of parlay bets. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, they blew it. But DJ Moore mm-hmm. got the touchdown, so that's kind of okay for my fantasy team. And then they threw the flag, uh, and I was like, hang on now, yeah. which, was a dumb, which was a dumb flag, by the way. He, didn't, he was not on the field when he took his helmet off. That was a stupid yeah. call. Okay. Uh, but they missed the extra point. It was like all like, the planets aligned. I get my DJ Moore touchdown. The Falcons still cover. Like, everything worked great. Thank you. Yeah, God bless uh, you. To, to the Panther. Yeah. Ugh, I, I felt bad though for, for the Carolina betters there. I was just, I couldn't before, believe it. I couldn't believe before it. Before you, you kick me off the air. If you, if you're not aware, I am a huge NASCAR fan. Uh, and I have literally sat in Ross Chastain's hauler and, and spoken with him. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, is he the guy that did it, that crazy thing around the outside yesterday? Unbelievable. Yeah, I was, was at wild. the pumpkin patch. I had multiple people posting about it, and I told my wife when we got home to watch the end, which we always do at night. What if what could possibly be so cool that I to see that I haven't seen before? And that was the most amazing thing in NASCAR history. If you haven't seen it, go watch Ross Chastain's last lap. Excuse me, last turn of the race where he passed five cars on one turn to go from fifth, tenth to fifth, and make the playoffs finals unbelievable amazing so wanted to throw that in there <sighs> well let's do that let's we're gonna get you in uh next time we have you let's get some i don't even know if it's possible to bet nascar or still bet nascar but we'll do that and we need some hockey bets here too because there's a lot of hockey promos no, out there can't talk about that right tommy oh can't that's talk right. about hockey not no, in the nhl you can't wagering oh oh i didn't know that all hockey right well wagering I'll just is keep prohibited. Throwing- I'll keep throwing darts then at my own. Uh, <laughs> it's It's been interesting. All right. Uh, Joel, we appreciate it. Uh, Thunder yeah, have you. games coming up on Friday, on Sunday. Yep. And then yep. and that's that's it for this week. And then there's a ton of home right. games. You guys get four in a yep. row in the middle of the month. Um, so yes, check out do. the Thunder. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep adding some tickets and getting people out there to the games. Uh, appreciate it. We'll dive in uh, and, and do this more often. We appreciate it, Joel. Thank you. See you guys. There goes Joel T. Lamerno, general manager of the Wichita Thunder, avid Bengals fan, NASCAR fan, and Phillies fan. It's a great time of the sports calendar for Mr. Lamerno. We'll come back. We'll talk about that football game tonight. Bengals, Browns, and the rest of the NFL week when Sports Daily continues.
Tommy, you a uh, you a scary movie guy? I, I'm not. I'll be completely honest with you. I can maybe count the number of horror movies I've watched on one hand. Yeah, me neither. I hate them. Uh, I don't understand the purpose of them. Why would I spend time and or money to be uncomfortable and scared? Uh, no thank you. Everybody else, a bunch of weirdos, can go watch scary movies. <laughs> Leave me out of it. Uh, 869-1240 is the number to call. All right, NFL uh, got scary for a few teams, I would say, over the weekend, as it always does. Um, you got Browns-Bengals tonight, and we will get into uh, some other predictions here in just a minute. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Browns-Bengals, and I do want to say football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game if your bet loses You'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Tommy, this is a bet that hit for me last week on Justin Fields was fantastic. I was so excited. I'm going back to the well. I just placed this wager, my $25 first touchdown insurance bet, during that last commercial break, and I'm going back to the quarterback rushing touchdown well with Joe Burrow at plus 2,200 to rush one in. Here we go. Let's do it again. Let's get back to that quarterback running touchdown well. Joe Burrow's capable. Let's make some money. Just ride that wave, right? I mean, that those yeah. are pretty great odds, and it's not uncommon for, for Joey B to take off with his legs. So I like that. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if that hit at all. Well, it and I looked this weekend because I was out and about doing some Halloween stuff with the kids um, yesterday, and I, I was just trying to keep up with some of the some of the stuff for fantasy and everything. And I see touchdowns and I think there were at least two um, that came from quarterbacks rushing. I mean, it happens early in games. Now you got to have some good luck with a guy like Joe Burrow. Cause you gotta, you know, you gotta have a, somebody get down there near the goal line. I don't think he's running one in from 20 yards out or anything like that, but it, it's a, it's fine. It's a fun bet. And the good news about that bet is you get your money back. Um, if it doesn't hit. So Bengals Browns tonight, uh, Joel pointed out, I haven't liked this line at all. The Browns are getting three points at home. Um, don't like it. Don't like it one bit. I don't know how to go with it. I, I'm on the fence. I haven't really done anything with the game yet. Um, and I and I typically will in prime time, although I really won't be watching this when I'll be out trick-or-treating. But I thought, you know, I, I, I think that the Bengals can win. I don't like the plus three. This is such a big game for these teams. You know, the Bengals, just as they get the momentum going and, you know, they're positioning themselves, all of a sudden they lose Jamar Chase. Baltimore uh, gets a couple of wins in a row. And Baltimore and Cincinnati, I think, separating themselves out a little bit. But Cleveland's pesky, you know? Like, they got that great run game. And 
I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this game. I don't know how to predict it. I, I'm really kind of at a loss. you have any strong pull or feel anyway on this game? I actually kind of like the Browns on the money line, to be honest with you. Um, you yeah. know, that they're two and five, but they could easily have a couple more wins. Oh, sure. Um, sure. And, and so they, they are, they're talented. They've got great uh, skill position players. Nick Chubb is one of the more underrated backs in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, so I, I actually like the Browns on the money line. I think the Bengals, especially knowing that they lose that top target and Jamar Chase for a few weeks, that's pretty deflating. I know they've got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Those guys are, are great receivers also. And Joe Burrow is a solid quarterback. Let's not forget. I don't know. I, I have this feeling. I'm kind of with Joel a little bit. I kind of like the Browns on the money line. Yeah, it's it's tricky. I'm going to avoid that. The number on the over under right now, and let me pull it up on BetMGM, um, is 45. <sighs> I, without Jamar Chase, I don't like that either. I don't like either side of that either on 45. I mean, I, a player prop is probably where I'll go with this game. I'll probably hit on a guy like Tyler Boyd or something. Um, maybe Hayden Hurst a little bit with out but I, this is just a game i don't really want to bet and, and i probably won't do much with it and it comes with good timing because we'll be distracted tonight i do like the matchup i do love this rivalry and i do think this will probably be an entertaining game um uh, but you know from a betting perspective i just i don't know uh let's look elsewhere across the league for over the weekend um no chiefs this weekend it started with a broncos comeback win you saw Russell Wilson in the spotlight again. You saw Tyler Lockett and some Seattle players seem like they're maybe taking a shot at him after their win. Seattle's as Seattle, one of the great stories in the league this year, knocks off the Giants to move to five and three right now. Um, by the way, Seattle in that division is in first place, and and the way that they're playing. Seattle is not as bad as I thought they would be. I, a lot of what they're doing, I think, is very much legitimate. The Eagles flex again. Uh, the Vikings are continue to be on the right track, although that game got a little cozy at the end. What do we think of the NFC here? Um, Falcons are your division leaders in the South. I don't think anybody thinks the Falcons are for real. The Cowboys smoke the Bears. The Eagles, the Giants fall. We saw the Packers last night. Buffalo kind of let them hang around a little bit more than they should have. The Niners got their big road win. What do you think of the NFC? It's just it's a mess each and every week to try and sort out outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, there's a significant amount of parity uh, behind Philadelphia. I think the Eagles have absolutely risen to the top as the class of the NS, the NFC and probably the presumptive favorite to win that conference right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are other teams that are jockeying for position behind them. The Vikings are one of them. I feel like the Cowboys, that was a statement victory after the bears got that win on Monday night uh, against the Patriots. Um, I thought the bears had an opportunity to maybe not win the game, but to at least cover. I think the line was like nine and a half and I picked them to cover. They didn't. The Cowboys led comfortably throughout that game. Tony Pollard looked incredible. And I think that there's a conversation about whether it should be Tony Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott moving forward. That's a topic for another time. Um, but yeah, I think the Cowboys, um, looked great. Uh, and, and then of course you've got other teams that are sort of in that conversation. Also the 49ers in their current state right now, I know they're four and four, but in their current state with, with Christian McCaffrey and uh, the other skill players they've got, they look like one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, and, and so I don't know. I mean, I think that you've got legitimate, uh, you've got legitimate contenders outside of Philadelphia 
all over the place. And I'm not sure that it has shaken itself out at all. Like, I don't, I don't know where things stand outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. I, I think there is a sneaky bet to be made on the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I, I'm with you on them. They are so injured right now that if they can get healthy with, you know, the offense coming back in tow, I mean, they put 31 up on the Rams yesterday. And I know some of that came defensively, but that's without Debo in that game. And they're missing a bunch of defensive players. They feel really dangerous to me in the NFC. Um, I, I think, look, I'm starting, the Eagles are for real. We can say whatever we want. We cannot believe in it, whatever we want. I mean, they are, they are, like, what have they done to make us think that they might possibly not be for real? Jalen Hurts continues to look awesome. They're running the ball effectively. A.J. Brown is exactly what that offense needed. I, I don't know, man. The Eagles are, they, they are just, in a league where teams don't really win by large margins very often, they've done it as often as any of the best teams in the league. They've played their fair share of close games too, don't get me wrong, but man, that, that that's an impressive win even coming against Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh is is not good. I know they had that flash. No, they're not uh, good a, but a week ago. I mean, come on, you win by 22 points in this league. That's a big win. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away at all from from the Eagles. They're dominant. I mean, Jalen Hurts had four touchdowns and and no picks. Um, looked outstanding. Um, he has gotten himself, I feel like, in the conversation uh, for an MVP um, w- sure. without a doubt. I mean, if this continues, that there's I don't know if there's another player out there that can have that sort of conversation had about him like Jalen Hurts. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think that they're they have absolutely changed the narrative um, away from, all right, well, yeah, the Eagles are winning, but we're not sure that they're legitimate right. to no, they're, they're absolutely legitimate. I just, my only concern about the Eagles is the way that the rest of this division plays out. The Cowboys looked really good yesterday. The giants are there too. I know they got beat by the Seahawks, but it's a tougher division than I think a lot of people thought going into the season. Yeah, it is. Well, for, I don't I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. I think that, um, you know, the Giants lost yesterday to Seattle, but the Giants are pesky. The Giants are, they're okay, right? I, I think they're clearly behind the Cowboys and the Eagles, but they're not a pushover. And Dable's done a fantastic job, and, you know, they're at least headed in the right direction. I, the Cowboys go 49 points of offense yesterday. Um, and I know some of that came defensively again, but they had 442 yards of offense. We know that they already have one of the better defensive, and I don't know how Chicago scored 29. Don't ask me that question. But the Cowboys have one of the better defenses in the league. Tony Pollard looked great, uh, which we expected him to, right? The Bears' run defense isn't very good. Um, CeeDee Lamb is is looking good with Dak Prescott, which hasn't always happened. Dalton Schultz is a weapon when Dak Prescott's in there. So, I think the Cowboys can make a case when the time comes too, if they can continue that. And I know, and I think you're on team Pollard over Zeke, right, Tommy? I, I, I think that for the Cowboys, the answer will always be both of those guys, right? I think the best version of the Cowboys has both of those guys with at least 10 carries a game. That's still the foundation of what Dallas needs to do with the level of defense that they play. Well, I think Tony Pollard could start at running back for any team in the NFL. So if I'm Tony Pollard, 
I don't know why I would want to stick around in Dallas if I'm going to have to share carries with Ezekiel Elliott when I'm just as, if not more productive than Elliott is. And I'm not knocking Ezekiel Elliott um, because he's done good things over the course they of his career. But, but man, I mean, Pollard looked dominant. I think, and, and the bottom line to me is that it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott because the contract that Ezekiel Elliott has. They're paying him a lot of money to be the lead back in Dallas so it's not going to be Tony Pollard, even if he is out rushing Ezekiel Elliott, even if he is rushing for four touchdowns, it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, well, I, I think it can be both. And I think it should be both, by the way, because Pollard in his last three games, I mean, Pollard's carry total this year, he's had one game where he's carried it fewer than eight times, and he's had four games where he's carried it more than 10. I love him somewhere between 10 and 15 carries a game. But I also love Zeke because Zeke still Zeke, – and Zeke is not the same explosive player he used to be by any means. But, man, when – and it, it, it's been back this year where it has maybe been missing in years past. Zeke always goes in the right direction. Zeke always falls forward. And while those seem simple – he, he just is such a pro at doing what they need him to do and in, in making sure you gain at least three yards, right, and never doing the little thing. Pollard, we don't know yet if Pollard is – I mean, he's never had more than 14 carries this year, right? Can he carry a full workload? Probably. It's why, – why would you find out when you have Zeke there? Give him both a ton of carries. I mean, that's the best version of the Cowboys in my opinion. It'll be a story because it's Jerry Jones and it's always a story. But I think it's in reality, it's kind of a non-story because I think both of them are going to continue to get a large number of carries because that's the way Dallas wants to play games. In my thought, though, you know, if I'm Tony Pollard individually, I'm thinking, man, maybe I can go somewhere else and get paid and actually be the lead back. Um, and and so that's year. I mean, that, that's Jerry kind of my Jones thought is, in that. Jerry Jones is criminally loyal to his guys. They're, Zeke will probably be gone next year and they'll probably overpay for Tony Pollard. That's probably what's going to happen. I mean, if I have a crystal ball and I'm and I'm predicting things, that's how I think that's going to go down. Zeke will leave uh, because they don't want to, you know, his contract won't be good anymore, and they'll pay Tony Pollard probably more than they should, just like they paid Zeke more than they should have. That's how Jerry Jones operates. He's very, very loyal. I love Jerry Jones for that reason, but it's also frustrating at the same time. Um, uh, AFC West continues to not look good. I know the Broncos got the win. That's fine. They're three and five, but they don't scare you. The Raiders, I, I mean, the Man. Raiders might've been the most disappointing team God. of the week. Uh, they're, they're, they Unreal. might be the most disappointing team of the year. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is crazy to me. I saw this over the weekend. I wanted to share it. The Raiders and the Broncos added Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, Randy Gregory, Chandler Jones. They both have new head coaches and significantly more new players on both teams. Both teams have a worse record than they did one year ago at this time through week eight. The Raiders were five and two last year through week eight, and the Broncos were four and four. Both teams have a worse record with all of the additions that they made during the offseason. I, I think that the Raiders disappointed the most of the weekend. Uh, Tommy, before we, and we'll talk Royals next, who had the biggest who, who was the most impressive? Who had the biggest and most impressive win of the weekend? I think it's a tie for me uh, between Seattle and the 49ers. 49ers winning that game. That That's a big win on the road. I'm taking the Cowboys. Most impressive win. I mean, you win okay. by 20 against Chicago, uh, and yeah. you solidify yourself 49, as a contender yeah. in the NFC East. 
yeah, it, and it's all coming. Like, all this stuff's coming from the NFC because it's unpredictable. Um, and then, meanwhile, the Bills, who feel like they're so dominant, don't cover last night. Uh, it's just crazy, crazy, crazy league that we uh, that we all follow and love. All right. Um, the Royals have their guy. It's not really a surprise. I think it was probably the odds-on favorite from the very beginning. We'll talk about that next on Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get back to the sports talk. All right, let's do this thing. Go! Sports Daily is on KFH. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Halloween here from Sports Daily. Jake Balrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers alongside you. Uh, all right, the Royals make their move, and I don't think it's a move that should surprise any of us. It's a guy who has been rumored for this job and others for a long time, Matt Quattraro, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, I've read his name a thousand times. I've not heard it, but he's the bench coach. Uh, for the Rays, he's been involved with the Guardians organization. He has connections to John Sherman. He makes a ton of sense when you have a bunch of talented young players. That's kind of his thing, right? Um, Tommy, what do we think about this move? I mean, I think it's fine. I, I think it's the right kind of move and the opposite of the Mike Matheny hire when they made it, and this one actually makes sense. Yeah, I think it's a terrific hire. Uh, mark my words. Quitrero is the, the manager that will get the Royals back to the playoffs. Um, I, I honestly believe that um, he is a developmental guy. He knows how to get the best out of young players. He did that with Tampa Bay uh, in Cleveland for a long time. He's got that connection with with John Sherman from his time in Cleveland. Um, and the fact that he embraces analytics is something that has been gravely missed from the Royals over the last several years. And you have to have it in a small market like Kansas City. And that's part of the reason why Tampa Bay has made their playoff runs like they have over the last several years. This is a great hire, and it's it shows me how committed John Sherman and J.J. Piccolo are to the future success of the franchise 
and to set this team up for long-term success? It, it's you, You've got to have somebody, and I don't know you know, the expertise of Cotrero, Cotrero um, and if it's pitching or hitting. It's been such a disaster in the development of pitching that something has to change. And I, I don't think the big league manager is going to have you know, everything or, or even a lot to do with that. But it helps to all be on the same page. And I think that's why, where you're on to that. And, and it just, look, who are the two teams, and there's probably three overall, that have operated very, very well as small market teams? You've got the Rays, the Guardians, and the A's over the years. The Royals, if they want to enter that conversation, they've got to do the same thing. It's it, and and it, it. What's so strange about it, Tommy, is that's not what they did to win their World Series, right? And and to go to two of them, that was very different. You know, Ned Yost wasn't an analytics guy, and that worked for them. And that's why this has been, I think, such a hard transition, is because you know Dayton Moore and Ned Yost were able to sit there and be like, see, like this is, but long term, it just it's not sustainable. And and this is unfortunately, in my opinion, I, I mean, I you know. I don't like if I'm a Rays fan or a Guardians fan or like it, it would bug me to constantly be rotating players and never, I mean, that's not as fun, but it's the way to win when you're financially strapped as the Royals are going to be. I mean, they're just going to be, they're going to be a small market team. So you might as well get on board with it. And by the way, fans will, I think that's what fans understand because the one thing that's worse is losing consistently over long stretches of time. And this is the kind of hire you got to make. Now, will he work out? We don't know that answer. But I haven't seen one person affiliated with a game of baseball not think this is the right and a great hire for the Royals organization. Yeah, there's nobody negative about it that I've been able to tell right now. And and I saw different reports that throughout this process, the Royals were doing their due diligence and interviewing people inside of the organization. And my thought was, man, I feel like we you got to go out. You got to go outside of the organization. You need a you need a fresh a fresh start entirely. And this is the first time in a long time that I can think of that the Royals hired somebody that everybody universally is like, yeah, that's the right move. That's the right choice. Nothing against Ned Yost. Ned Yost led the team to a world series and two appearances. That's awesome. And I will always be grateful for that. Um, Mike Matheny was not the right hire, uh, but, but it was telegraphed and you could tell it from the minute he joined that organization as what was he like a special advisor or special assistant or whatever to Dayton Moore, you knew he was going to be the next manager when Ned Yost retired and it wasn't the right move at the time. Um, no, this is kind of a, a, a reset. I don't want to say it's a rebuild because the Royals have been in the rebuild, but it's a, it's, it's resetting the future trajectory of this team. And so um, absolutely, I think he's the right hire. He he has been with those organizations that you mentioned that have had success in the small markets with the development, with the analytics, with all of that. Um, I'm completely on board with it. It's the right hire for sure. I think the one thing that's uneasy for me is it this reset and everything signals, all right, now they're going to get on the right track of building up a winner. And the thought of them being irrelevant for any longer makes my stomach hurt. Like, I really hope he can come in and have immediate success. <sighs> I think it'll be I, more I successful than it was with Matheny right away. Well, yeah, and yes, yes. I, yeah, well, it better be because it was not, it hasn't been at all successful. 
and then God, they gave him an extension. Whatever. Uh, there's the higher Royals fans. I think it's the one everybody wanted. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap this up. Busy night on the network here. We'll tell you about it next. In this market, you'll find baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.